Let's kick off our National League East Farm previews with the most pitching-heavy system in baseball, the Atlanta Braves. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And like I said in the open, the Atlanta Brace farm system is really unique because it is so incredibly pitching heavy. But there's a couple of reasons for that. And we'll get to that kind of in the second segment and talk more about it. But I do want to talk about the top four uh, players in this system, top four prospects in this system. And surprise, they're all pitchers. So the number one prospect in the system and probably the highest ceiling guy of any of the pitchers here is right-hand pitcher A.J. Smith-Shaver. 2021 seventh rounder out of high school, got 17 games in low A last year. 5'11 ERA, 68 and two-thirds innings, 103 strikeouts, so 13 and a half strikeouts per nine to 39 walks, 5.1 per nine, gave up four home runs allowed. And the thing here is, he was a hitter and a pitcher. He was a two-way player in, in high school, and they were looking at him uh, for college as a two-way player, but instead, Atlanta took him as just a pitcher. And the stuff is phenomenal. I'm not, we don't do comps on this show, but it's reminiscent of the repertoire of a Spencer Strider. And you can kind of tell this is how Atlanta is shaping his development to mirror what they did with Spencer Strider. So the four-seam fastball is a fantastic pitch. 70 grade, it's the best fastball in the system. Sits 95 or so, uh, touches 98. Really good life to it. So the induced vertical break on it, how much it moves vertically, is about foot and a half. Okay, so it's it ends up being a foot and a half difference. Uh, different location from where he aimed it. It has um, cut to it, so it makes it a really difficult pitch to hit. Uh, Command is not entirely there of it yet. I mean, he's a 19-year-old, but it's getting better. And when he can land it for a strike, it is a obviously a very, very good pitch. It'll break a bat, uh, tons of swing and miss, things like that. The slider, same situation. 70 grade on the slider. Sits in the upper 80s. The break is a little bit shorter, but it's kind of like a hard break to it. It will just absolutely dive underneath your bat when he is throwing it correctly and it is on. So same kind of thing there. He has a changeup, also sits around the upper 80s. I think that it'd be great to kind of slow the changeup down a bit. You know, just throw it a little bit softer. I'd rather see it. uh, I think it could use a couple more degrees of separation. You know, go from where it is now, where it's currently like an eight or nine mile an hour separation. It could probably use something like a ten or eleven or twelve. But uh, it is a, it's a, it's an okay changeup. It's right now it kind of looks below average to fringe. I think it can, it can get to average. And the Braves have shown Spencer with Spencer Strider that you can make it work with a fastball slider if they're both very good. And these are both very good. So. The things he needs to work on, still a young pitcher, right? A couple things he needs to work on. One, the delivery. 
when he was in high school, was a very violent delivery. As he's physically filled out a little bit, he's 6'3", 205, so he has some room still. It's gotten us to be a bit of a smoother delivery. Um, still has to do some more, though. He, he comes cross-body on the finish and then falls off the mound to first base. And so all of that extraneous movement means, one, you're running the risk of not being prepared when it comes to pitcher fielding, you know, uh, playing your position, covering your position, fielding your position. There you go. But also, it kind of impacts the control and the, com- and the command because the body itself is moving laterally while you're delivering the pitch. So there's a little bit of streamlining you can do of the delivery, the motion, and the delivery to try to help the command and control. So uh, I think what they're working on that, you know, the delivery and the finish, and then the fastball command and the slider consistency. If you can get the slider to be more consistent and the fastball to land for strikes more, then you have a guy who absolutely could work in the middle of a rotation. And again, that Spencer Strider approach. Not saying he's Spencer Strider, saying what he does well reminds me of what Spencer Strider did well when the Braves got a hold of him. If the command doesn't get better and he's still walking five guys per nine, these two weapons are both good enough to be in a middle to higher leverage spot in the back of a bullpen. Number two prospect in the system, a guy we talked about in a mailbag a week or two ago, but right-hand pitcher Owen Murphy, first rounder out of high school. He's probably the number two prospect in the system right now. And a couple interesting pitches here that he does. Fastball's a plus pitch, sits in the low 90s now, but he can touch 94, 95 with it. I expect that to develop a little more as he just spends more time as a pro. He was 18 years old during that little tiny sample he got in rookie ball and in low A. Uh, has a lot of spin to it, really good carry. So it's a good pitch. It just needs a little bit more velocity. Again, about a foot and a half of vertical break on it. So good underlying metrics. You just want to see it a little bit faster. To go along with it, his secondary is a hammer curveball. Upper 70s, really just kind of falls off the table, completely disappears. Very good pitch, very impressed with what it does. Uh, and it is a put-away pitch for him. He threw a cutterish slider in high school. The Braves are changing that to more of a gyro slider, which is the type of slider, again, that Spencer Strider throws. And so they're switching his slider to that to get more movement out of it. And then the changeup is below average. I think it could be average to above average, but for right now, they're having him kind of put it on the back burner while they work on the slider. Once they get the slider around, they may come back to the changeup. He's got really good pitch ability, I think. I, he, he, to me, he feels like a number three starter, maybe a number four. Uh, and the question, obviously, is going to be, one, physical, can he handle the demands of a full minor league season because he's turning 19 years old? And then two, can he polish up that slider and add a little bit more velocity to the fastball? Again, I think the Braves can do that. They've shown to be very, very good at developing pitchers. That's their strength. They've leaned into it, and we'll get to that more in the second segment. All in all, I like Owen Murphy, and I like what he can do. Quickly, the other two uh, top prospects in this system, uh, Jared Schuster came out of that surprisingly very good 2020 draft for Atlanta. Um, Spencer Strider was in there. Bryce Elder was in there. They're both already big leaguers. I think Jared Schuster could join them this year. But uh, he was a first-rounder in 2020 out of Wake Forest. 
So as a pitcher, he's a little bit more developed than a lot of guys that you get. Uh, The fastball velocity has not really been what it was at Wake. Uh, He was like 96, 97. Uh, Now, like last year, he sat around 93, 94, and it topped out around 95. The carries there, you know, it has some cutting action to it. It's a good pitch, but the velocity isn't the same as it was back in college. We've got to figure that out. Uh, Changeup is a plus pitch. It is his go-to weapon. Um, It's around 80 miles an hour or so. It gets a ton of swing and miss, and then it gets some chase as it it drops below the zone. Uh, It's, it's, I mean, it it looks like guys are swinging a sword at it. It's just awful. Like, it's, that's how good this changeup is. Uh, The slider is, I think, currently below average, but it could get to average. He was throwing it harder later in the year last year, and so it was getting... Instead of being around 82 or 83, it was more around 85, 86, maybe 87. And the command of it is good. The movement itself, I think they want to see him some more movement on it. And again, he is throwing it harder, uh, but it is a clear third pitch. He does have pretty good control. His career minor league walk rates under 7%. And last year, these three pitches, he threw them for strikes about 65% of the time. So can throw strikes. Good control. Feels like it's something, if he can't get that velocity on that fastball back, uh, you're probably looking at middle relief. But if he can get that back and then get the slider to be a little bit better, I'm feeling like you're looking at a back of the rotation guy. But he is a rotation piece if that works out. Uh, Last guy in the top four, J.R. Ritchie, 2022 first rounder supplemental out of high school. Uh, Got five games in last year between rookie ball and low A. 188 ERA in 14 in the third innings, 14 strikeouts, five walks, one home run. Again, small sample size, not necessarily too concerned about that. But what he does well, uh, a lot of his pitches are above average. He's not like he has no sort of like plus pitch or no no out pitch, but he doesn't do anything that's bad. So fastballs above average, sits mid 90s. He can run it up to 97 or so. Uh, it's got. It doesn't have a ton of carry up in the zone, but he's got really good control of it, which is always super useful. The slider is somewhere between above average and plus. I'd, I'd grade it above average, but he's broke a couple off that have been like, yeah, that's a plus pitch. It's just a little inconsistent with the shape. He can get swings and misses of it. It looks good. But again, it's just not as consistent as it needs to be. And he's, I mean, he's 19 years old. He's got time to figure that out. Uh, does have a changeup as well. Sits in that same velocity area, that low to mid, low to mid eighties. Uh, it's probably an average pitch now. I think if you can get it to be a little bit farther off of the fastball, you can maybe play it up a bit. So three pitches. He he has feel for them. He can throw them for strikes, especially the slider. Gets a ton of swings and misses, and so it's something where nothing is plus or better although I think the slider could get there if he can harness that correctly. But he does a really good job. He has the pitch ability. He can mix them all really well. He can uh, use them at the right times and spot them where he needs to spot them. And so I think he's going to start 2023 probably in low A, but I wouldn't be stunned if he made it all the way to double A by the end of 2023. Uh, I could see him as a back-to-the-rotation guy, just like so many of these pitchers. Um, I mean, it feels like he's going to work out as a starter. In just a minute, I want to get to a discussion about some of the hitters 
in this system. We usually give state of the pitching, but we're going to talk about state of the hitting because it's interesting. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for uh, odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, we just saw a great weekend of playoff football, including the Jaguars with a massive comeback. I'm embarrassed to admit I turned that game off around halftime after Trevor Lawrence had thrown four interceptions and they were down by like 27 points. I turned it off. But uh, we continue on more playoffs this upcoming weekend. Uh, basketball, NBA, college, men and women, tons of fun. There was some sort of big trade in, uh, in the WNBA, so the odds may be different now going out there for that. They've got everything at betonline.net. If it's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so we're going to do a little bit different, and we're not talk- talking state of the pitching like we normally do because, again, this system is extremely heavy towards pitching. Nine of the top 10 prospects in on my rankings are pitchers. The only position player in there I have right now is Braden Shoemake. And some of the promising position players, you've even seen them ship some of those guys out. Justin Henry Malloy was moved to the Tigers for a reliever earlier this winter. So I guess that's something that's going to happen when you look at the situation the Braves are in. The Braves are now in essence, infamous for all of these incredibly long, affordable extensions, giving extensions to guys like a Ronald Acuna or an Ozzy Albies, or you know, a player who is young, who hasn't been up very long, uh, Michael Harris, Spencer Strider, young players got extensions that bought out all of their arbitration and their free agency, or acquiring guys and then quickly signing them to long-term deals like a Matt Olson, like a catcher Sean Murphy, who some of these prospects were shipped out for to get. Um, And so because of that, on a long-term basis, you don't really have any openings except for left field, where you have Eddie Rosario, who I think is on year two of a two-year deal, or maybe it's a three-year deal, and shortstop, where you just lost Dansby Swanson to the Cubs. Uh, The the understanding as of now, according to, to... Comments from Alex Anthopoulos, general manager, is that you're going to have a competition between Vaughn Grissom, who came up last year and played second base in place of Ozzy Albies once he uh, had the had the injury, the broken foot, and uh, Orlando Arcia, who was traded for in 2021 from Milwaukee and has shown that he can handle the position, but there were some offensive questions last year about how well he could hit whereas Von Grissom has defensive questions about how well he can field, and he's been working with Ron Washington, the legendary Ron Washington, at getting his defense better to be prepared for the season. But there's a couple interesting position players. There's only really two or three true shortstops in this system. Uh, And Boris Tavares was a 2021 international free agent who should be debuting stateside this year. So not really going to go into a lot of detail on him right now. Uh, but the other two guys to know about is Cal Conley and Braden Shoemake. So Braden Shoemake was a 2019 first rounder out of Texas A&M. 76 games in AAA last year. 259, 316, 399. Seven home runs, 23 extra base hits, 23 walks to 57 strikeouts. And he went 9 of 9 on stolen bases. It was a weird year for him because he had a bunch of small nagging injuries and then he ended up tearing his PCL in August. He had like a, he collided with somebody. He was running out into the outfield to catch a ball 
outfielder was running in, they collided, and he got injured and missed the rest of the year. But uh, he's somewhere between above average and plus defensively at shortstop. I mean, he, he, he is a talented, talented defender and probably one of the better defensive infielders in the system right now. Uh, the issue is offensively. Uh, he, he really struggled starting 2021 in Mississippi, and he struggled starting 2022 in Gwinnett. Uh, the hit tool used to be seen as like a 55 or a 60, and now it's kind of down to about a 50. And then to go along with that, the power is a little bit below average. He's 6'4", 190. Supposedly, he's been trying to put on weight, put on muscle, put on weight, going back to college and hasn't really been able to do it. And so, like power-wise, there's a question about where is the ceiling, right? Uh, I mean, the thought process is he could probably be a, you know, a 15 to maybe 20 home run guy in the bigs. But he's absolutely, he's there. He's a above average defender. He's got plus speed. The arm is good enough to make all the throws you got to make at shortstop. And again, the range is good enough to live in the post-shift world of covering more ground at shortstop. I think if something were to happen, let's say you, you, know, you have Arcia, who is a better defender than hitter. You have Grissom, who's a better hitter than defender. If something goes wrong with one or both of those guys, you may see Braden Shoemate called up from AAA to step in and help out. Uh, there's also, the Braves have a type. He looks kind of like Dansby Swanson and Charlie Culberson, who was a Brave for a while before he went to the Rangers. The Braves have a type, and Braden Shoemake uh, doesn't look exactly like Dansby Swanson did, but he looks a lot like him. And so it's just really interesting to me. I, 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 I find that funny. The other shortstop in this system is Cal Conley, uh, 2021 fourth rounder out of Texas Tech. Something about Texas shortstops is a thing for the Braves. But 119 games last year between low A and high A, 251, 318, 420, 16 home runs, 43 extra base hits, 44 walks to 109 strikeouts, 36 of 44 on stolen bases. So the thing with Cal Conley, He's offense over defense, but it feels like he's not, like he's a jack of all trades. He's not, he doesn't have anything that's really a, pl- a plus. Um, he's, he has good speed. He's probably one of the faster base runners in the system, so I'll, I'll give him that. But it feels like, like the defense, okay? Uh, he could probably give you above average defense, but the arm's a little stretched at shortstop. Um, he's a better hitter than his power profile. But the power picked up a little bit over the course of the year. I mean, he he slugged 414 in low A and 429 in, in high A. It's not anything to write home about, but it's better than his draft year where he hit like three, like his slugging was like 307. So the power is starting to come in. Uh, but it's just a situation where I, I don't think sticking at shortstop, he's going to be a starter at the MLB level. It feels like he can either be a utility man, where again, he's stretched it short, but he can help you if you need it, or he can move to second base, and if the power comes in a little bit better, then he can be a, a, an everyday regular at second base. Obviously, just like every, everywhere else in the infield, the Braves have a guy signed long-term, and Ozzie Albies at second base. Injuries do happen. 
and some of these guys will be trade candidates going forward. But I do feel like of the two, he's the better hitter over Shoemaker. Shoemaker's the better defender over him. But those are the two only true shortstop options once you get above rookie ball. So it's interesting to see what happens. I expect he may go back to high A Rome. He may end up in double A, just depending on organizational needs to start 2023. In just a minute, I want to get to our superlatives. Some of these are obviously tons of fun. Uh, But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're trying to eat better for 2023, one of your resolutions is to take care of your body, treat it like the temple it is, then we have the thing for you because you've got to try a Built Bar. Healthy is actually tasty. So all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They taste very good. The flavors, there's a churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, things like that. They stick with your macros. So 130 calories per bar, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. You can go online to Built.com. They have all of the different options. They have the actual Built Bars themselves. They have the puffs, the protein-infused marshmallows, tons of different options. And then... If you want something and you don't want to wait for it to be shipped, you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So Built.com always has all of the limited time flavors, the special options like the puffs and things like that. Or go to Walmart, walk to the pharmacy section, you can get a box of Built Bars, a four-bar box of cookies and cream, of double chocolate, or of coconut puff. If you're close to Sam's, you can go get a 13-bar box of brownie batter or churro. So you can go pick up a sample box at Walmart. If you like it, you can go get more at Sam's Club. And if you want something that besides those options, you go to Built.com, check out everything that's there, the limited time things, the recurring flavors, the special options, stuff like that. Uh, Built.com. Okay, so superlatives. One of our favorite parts of the entire show. Uh, your power tool is only as good as your hit tool. Thing I say a lot. Somebody suggested we put it on a shirt. I've talked to some folks about that. But uh, the power over hit guy in this system First baseman, Drew Lugbauer, 6'3", 220. He was a 2017 11th rounder out of Michigan. So he's, he is 25 years old and repeated double A last year. He'll be 26 next year. And double A stats, 213, 328, 443. 28 home runs, which was a record in double A Mississippi, which is a, I believe, a pitcher-friendly park. I have to check the park factors. but. 28 home runs, Mississippi record, 53 extra base hits, 75 walks to 212 strikeouts, which is apparently also a Mississippi record, uh, and no stolen base attempts. So he was drafted out of Michigan as a catcher. And after being drafted, they were playing him at catcher and at third and at first. He's since dropped third base. And then he's kind of dropped catching. I don't, I, I think he, only caught once or twice last year. He was almost entirely um, a first baseman, 124 games in 2022 at first base. And the last time he caught, he caught one game in 2021. So he is entirely a first baseman. And so that means there's extra pressure on the bat, right? Like to be average at first base offensively, you have to have a WRC plus of like 110. Well, last year, he was at 101. And the issue, as you can guess from the stats that I gave, is making contact with the ball. Uh, he has, he is, again, a big boy. 
tons of power. When he hits a home run, it's not like a wall scraper. This sucker is gone. Now, despite that, his OPS was 771, which was the second highest of his career, but he struck out 212 times in 128 games. And so, like, you're at the point of he's 25, 26 years old. He just repeated double A. I'm guessing he's going to go to triple A Gwinnett in 2023. And if something happens, if there's injuries, things like that, he may briefly get called up to fill in at first base or DH for a week or something like that. But I don't necessarily expect him to be a big league regular because he struck out 212 times in 128 games. That is almost the definition of your power tool is only as good as your hit tool. Uh, For breakout player of the year in this Brave system, I've got two because I wanted to find a position player as well as a pitcher. So the position player, third baseman Ignacio Alvarez, 2022 fifth rounder out of Juco and got 30 games last year because he was drafted last year. So between rookie ball and low A, 287, 451, 394, one home run, six extra base hits, 26 walks to 15 strikeouts and eight and nine on stolen bases. So he's, he's six foot 190. And I think once he does the physical development, you'll see some of that power come in. But right now, very good contact ability, really good on base ability. I mean, you saw he walked 26 times to 15 strikeouts. That's hard to teach. That's instinctual there. And then when you look at what he does defensively, He has the best infield arm in the system. It's a plus arm. It's accurate as well. And I think he'd be an above average shortstop or a plus to possibly better third baseman. He actually, in Augusta for the Green Jackets, he played more shortstop than third base. So he was announced as a third baseman when he got drafted. I think that he's probably good enough to play some short if you needed him to, but he's going to be a third baseman. Um, Going at... Ending last season, he wasn't in a bunch of top 30s. I think he's going to be, to start the season, probably in the back half of the top 30. And by the end of the season, he may be in the front half of the top 30. I really, I really like Ignacio Alvarez and what he's done. Apparently his nickname's Nacho, which is great. So big fan of his. Want to see what he does with a full season. I'm guessing low A to high A. Uh, the other breakout prospect Right-hand pitcher Blake Burkhalter, 2022 second-round supplemental out of Auburn. One of the better relievers in the country last year. So 46 and a third innings, finished with 16 saves, which was number two in the entire country, but 71 strikeouts to seven walks. So very efficient, very good at finding the strike zone. Two primary weapons. He's got a fastball, 93 to 96. He can touch 98 with it. It's good as far as up in the zone. He gets a lot of swings and misses. But what he really likes to do with it is he uses that to set up a cutter. Uh, Cutter was taught to him by former Brave Tim Hudson, who was his pitching coach in college last year. Uh, It sits high 80s to low 90s. Doesn't move a ton, but when he throws it hard, it's power. It'll break some bats. It is a weapon. It'll get in on your hands and really kind of give you trouble. Uh, he likes to pitch down and away to righties, uh, you know, as far as the fastball and things like that, kind of staying away where they can't really do a lot of stuff against it. He, he could have some struggles against lefties because obviously that cutter is not going to be any helpful with the movement profile of it. 
but he's working on a changeup since mid-80s or so. It's probably fringe right now. I think it could be a little bit better. Uh, they, you know, But right now, plus fastball, plus cutter, and then a changeup that you need to get to at least average. Uh, they announced him as a starter when they drafted him, but I absolutely see him as a reliever. He only got in three games last year, four and two-thirds innings. Uh, so it's not necessarily worth going over all of that. Seven strikeouts, one walk. It's all incredibly small sample size, but I think he absolutely could break out and could be a quick mover for the Braves this year. Guy who needs to stay healthy in the system, not a prospect, Mike Soroka. Tours Achilles in 2020 in that short season trying to field his position and then had to have a cleanup operation done to make sure like there was some, some, some irritation with the staples or something like that. And then the day he got the boot off during the rehab, the same day he retoured the Achilles walking into the facility. So he hasn't pitched in the big leagues in two years. Reports are that he's healthy, supposed to be reported in spring training, uh, attempting to make the opening day roster, but just needs to be healthy. I mean, looked fantastic. His nickname was Maple Maddox uh, in, 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 19, in 2019 and 2020. And so looks like he absolutely like looked very, very good. We just have such little track record of guys who have had multiple Achilles tears that we don't know how he's going to come back from it. The, the, the best outfield defender in this system, just real quick, Caden Morton. So 2019 19th rounder out of high school. Got 107 games in low A last year. 227, 341, 384. 12 home runs, 27 extra base hits. 56 walks to 139 strikeouts in 107 games. 12 of 17 on stolen bases. He was a two-way player in high school. He had been a quarterback and focused solely on baseball. The fastball, he, he, he threw the fastball about 92-93, had a good curveball as well. But the Braves have him as an outfielder. I think right now, he's probably only above average in center field because he needs a little bit of work on the reads, the routes, and re- and the reactions. But the arm is massive, as you expect from a former pitcher, probably a 70-grade arm, and he's insanely athletic. So uh, just change of direction, speed, all of that is very, very good. And so longer levers, I think he's got some good power potential, and you saw him hit 12 home runs last year. He also struck out 139 times. You've got contact issues. His, his strikeout rate has never been below about 30%. Uh, he, now, he, he did better second half of the year. Like, he went on a run in June, and from that point on, did much better. But he really struggled early in the year. Uh, like, he had a hit in each of his first two games, and then only had three more hits for the entire rest of April. So, it's just, he needs more development, he needs more time. But, he also had... 21 outfield assists in 102 games. Like, the the tools are there. He's just incredibly raw and needs to figure out exactly what he is offensively, what he is defensively. Like I said, he, he can walk plenty. He walked about 13% of the time. Cut the strikeout rates down to 30% in the back half of the year, but you have to be better than that to have a chance to come up as a fourth, out, as a fourth outfielder and defensive replacement guy especially with the read routes and reactions being at the point where you're just above average right now. Again, I think he can get the plus. Fantastic week this week. Remember, if you have questions for the show, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. Show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. You can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com, or drop your questions in the new 
Locked On MLB Prospects Discord. Link is in the episode description. Link is in the show notes. Until tomorrow's show, where we're previewing the New York Mets, this has been Locked On MLB Prospects. Thank you.